Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is drive time. I'm Elliot Danker. It's now time for Culture Club, and today we're talking about shopping. Well, Singapore retailers are investing for growth despite rising interest rates. Of course, there are other issues, including inflation and the GST hike. And according to research released by Edian, a global financial technology platform of choice for leading businesses, it shows that some merchants are looking to invest both in in brick and mortar and in online offerings with a lot expected to grow revenue in the coming year. Well, at the same time, consumer expectations of retailers are also changing towards personalized discounts and more integrated shopping experiences. Now, despite these trend shifts, businesses that have made such unified experiences a priority investment make up only 14% of Singapore retailers. So, us Singaporeans, we are a little bit cautious uh, with regard to our spending, especially with the, the impacts of inflation pressures. And the question that we're asking is, how can businesses then keep up? You know, how are they going to continue to stay ahead and allow themselves to well, somewhat thrive uh, even in these challenging um, climate? Well, uh, we're going to find out more right now. On the line is Priyanka Gargaf, who is country manager for Singapore and head of commercials for Southeast Asia and Hong Kong at Edian. Uh, Priyanka, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for taking the time. I guess uh, this is something that's so relatable, right? Spending habits. Um, I don't know. Personal question just to start things off. At the start of the year, we saw a lot of news reports about inflation. What was your initial reaction? You know, if you're going to save money, where was the first thing you were going to save money from? So let me call the inflation exactly what it has been, right? Shock and awe. (laughs) (laughs) Because the amount of areas of life which it has touched is incredible. I have friends who are struggling with rent. I have friends who uh, talk about school fees going up in international schools. I've had friends who are talking about cost of living in general, just Mm. shopping and, you know, grocery shopping, eating out has become a lot more expensive. So I guess in line with what we are seeing globally, I think the first things to get impacted are discretionary spending, uh, things which you can do without. Right. Uh, there are things you can't do without, right? You have to buy your eggs, no matter yeah. how expensive they get. Yeah. Um, so it will be the discretionary spending which gets impacted. Interestingly, though, we still see a lot of luxury goods doing quite well. Mm. Okay, we'll get to the luxury goods in just a while. But you, you <laughs> talked about discretionary spending. I get that. But it's an interesting point that you bring up. you still got to buy your eggs. But I'll mm. bet that a lot of Singaporeans are searching for the cheapest uh, brand of eggs or at least mm-hmm. the best brand that could get you know, for the amount of money that they're spending. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are bang on. So (laughs) even in the retail report, what we saw was that people are looking for the right kinds of discounts. And very interestingly, the line is blurring between online and in-store as Mm. shoppers' first port of call for shopping. So, for example, you need to buy grocery, right? And you know you are going to buy the same set of things. It's just as possible now that you're buying it online uh, first, looking for discounts, as you are to uh, walk to your nearest grocery store and do it. And we're seeing that especially for daily goods like beauty, tech, 
and then of course we spoke about groceries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very interestingly it's not unique to younger consumers mm-hmm. older consumers are also looking for discounts they are bargain hunting across channels Mm. And and things like free delivery definitely will shout out to you if uh, you're one of those type that uh, shops online. Although um, mm-hmm. Priyanka, I, I noticed this. I was just two days ago. I was out shopping with my wife, and she does digital marketing, right? So there was this beauty mm-hmm. store next to mm-hmm. us, uh, doing all sorts of treatment. And this guy was just trying to hand out pamphlets, and nobody was biting on it. Nobody was even mm-hmm. looking at it. Is it down to just marketing, not being able to sell your price point or are people really just that careful with what they spend? So not necessarily a resurgence in brick and mortar in that sense. Hmm. So Elliot, uh, you know, you're right. There is a lot more consciousness. Uh, what okay. we saw okay. was people are expecting personalized discounts. So the example you gave is bang on, right? If yeah. you have a pamphlet which is made for everyone, mm. you're probably advertising things I don't even need. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pick it up. Yeah. It has to be a lot more personalized to what I want to buy. Okay. And if you, I don't know if you're an online shopper, but let's say you go to Shopee, right? Mm. Uh, this takes the form of maybe store discounts for that particular store within Shopee or bundle discounts. And they're very related to what your own shopping has been. Mm. Um but then translating into brick and mortar is really interesting right because now the store isn't just a place for storing inventory it is an experience and it has to become a showroom to curate the best products so for example if you're walking down with your wife and they show you a really nice Dyson hair dryer then you're in trouble because then you want to try it and then you want to buy it and you know that's where shopping comes from so there's the experiential element to shopping but people also want it to be connected online and offline yeah. so you check it out but you go home and then place your order mm. and then maybe you want to deliver to your house whatever that might be or you buy online and you want to return it in the store because it didn't live up to your expectation Okay. Well, the Dyson hair dryer by the way that was last year my anniversary so you <laughs> spot on on that. One. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, but it's a good, to me, it's a great investment. But do you find that shoppers now, I mean, you talked about, okay, I go to the store, I, I check, check mm-hmm. a bit before I make my order online. There are a lot more questions coming out from us consumers, right? We, we want to be extra sure that we're buying this product and that's where that good customer service really comes into play. It's the good customer service, which essentially is unifying your experience mm. across. So, for example, I mean, you know, you talked very briefly about beauty products and you were being handed out a pamphlet, right? And I'll take the example of Sephora. Let's say you're going into Sephora, right? And the beauty advisor shows you a few products, you try them on, you're not 100% sure you want to read the reviews online from people who've used it for for a while. You go home, you come back either to the store to buy it or you order it online. But in either case, the expectation that the user now has is that Sephora knows online and offline that you are interested in this product, Mm. has the ability to track your choices and your purchases across online and offline. And this unification of touch points is unified commerce because this insight into user behavior is what they can do to give you truly spectacular customer service. Okay, I've got a complicated one. Uh, let's try yes. this out, right? So who benefits the most here or where or how do I use this opportunity to my advantage? If let's say A, I am a strictly brick and mortar, B, mm-hmm. I am mainly an online business or are we assuming that definitely C, the one that does online and offline will come out top? So I'll start off by saying the days of only one channel are 
probably over, particularly if it is brick and mortar only. And our research, uh, you know, the most recent one found that retailers who embrace unified commerce saw five percentage points in a revenue boost Mm. over those that did not. So you Mm. could have both online and offline, but you're not unifying them. You're just using them as two separate channels. So a five percentage point revenue boost for retail in the current condition is a huge, huge plus point. For large retail enterprises, you know, let's say the ones who have really large presence, multiple stores, a huge online uh, presence, even a one percent boost can translate into millions of dollars, right? So, yeah. So in that sense, it becomes critical that you can track your customer. Well, you know, you started this question off with who really benefits, right? Yeah. Of course, the benefit is with the retailer. But mm. at the end of the day, they only can benefit if the consumer is winning, which is the consumer is getting what it is that they are looking for. Whether it is a better experience, whether it is better, you know, commercials in terms of having the right deals, customized, personalized discounts. Whatever can make the customer win will translate into a retailer win as well. Mm, I've I've noticed these patterns because just yesterday a friend of mine wanted to buy some posters. He went to an online mm-hmm. site and mm-hmm. he he was very happy because the site had an address where there was a showroom and at the showroom mm-hmm. he had an experience and made some purchases, which is exactly. a perfect mm-hmm. example of how this omni-channel really needs to work for businesses. Yes. And I mean, there are other wins as well, right? I don't know if you've ever shopped at Uniqlo. I'm going to assume that you have have at some point. And you know, the app kind of recognizes you whether you're shopping online or in store. But the kiosk is not only doing that, right? Not only is it recognizing you, but it's making the entire journey seamless. In the sense that you are also, as a retailer, who are probably struggling with manpower in Singapore, not an unusual problem, Uh, the kiosk helps that problem as well because it is a self-checkout kiosk. Mm. It recognizes your customer. They, They clearly have then the unified commerce experience, whether you are ordering online or in store, you can exchange in store. But then, of course, it is solving some of your other problems as well. Mm. So that's where complex problems can be solved by sitting on a single platform across online and offline and unifying those two journeys. Mm, Yeah, and of course, you also get data, which is always going to be a huge plus point customer data, that is. Although that brings me to my final point or final question, the battle against fraud. Is this, I don't know, is this hampering the retail experiences? What can businesses do? Uh, let me start with, yes, it is happening okay. and quite frequently. Um, you know, during the research, we heard that one in five people in Singapore has experienced payment fraud over the past year, yeah. which is not insignificant, right? Yeah. And it's not even a small amount. It's more than $300 each on average. And of course, with all the news of the scams that people read, they are a lot more worried about shopping online, yeah. right? Especially yeah. if it's an unknown retailer. And unfortunately, there is no one-size-fits-all solution for this. You have to partner with the right fintech partner, the right payments partner, who can help you manage the risk, but not at the cost of adding more friction during the shopper's checkout experience, right? You don't want to go through 15 checks to check something out. Unfortunately, that's also a very important balance. You want to have a good online experience, but at the same time, you want to prevent against fraud. But yes, it is very important for retailers to invest in the right kind of technology to prevent any sort of fraud. 
Wow, this is uh, going to be a long battle and one that will definitely circle back again uh, as part of a conversation. I've been speaking with uh, Priyanka Garkov, who is country manager for Singapore and head of commercials for Southeast Asia and Hong Kong at Edian. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Take care and have a great Wednesday. Thanks, Elliot. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.